Got a bad bitch on me. What? What? Got a bad bitch on me. She D T F. She tell me she D T F. I heard she D T F. What? And you ain't hanging with the team if you ain't down to fuck. Okay. Well, Lord, I'm on my back. Oh, and welcome to DTF. This is the greatest sex education comedy game show in the known universe. Hi, I'm Dr. Timory. And I'm Daryl Charles. I have lots of student loans that I've decided I'm just not going to pay off. I, too, am not paying off my student <laughs> loans. Uh, you know, blame your little president. <laughs> and uh, with us are a couple incredible guests returning <laughs> back to the show. Uh, I, believe, I believe, is this your third time on? I guess so, yeah. Third counts, sure. Yeah, this is uh, returning... Uh, the host of Electoral Dysfunction. Welcome, Tom Brennan. How you doing? It is an honor and pleasure to be here. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, glad, we, glad to be alive. <laughs> we see each other in little square boxes a lot. Like yeah, no, it's, yeah. It's, it's like having a it's like a like a fight video game, like pick, choose your player screen. Uh, <laughs> all my friends now. I yeah, love it. I love it. That's that's a hell of a optimism way to look at it. That wasn't the right <laughs> sentence. I get you. It I wasn't. Mine. Our next guest is this is her first time here on the DTF. Not for lack of trying. Um every single time we've tried, uh Yellow President has uh, took away society or <laughs> um or there's been just random snafus like I don't know, fires, floods. Look, <laughs> Mostly biblical snafus. Yeah, the Amazon servers are going to go down in the middle of taping this, is what's going to happen. (laughs) But I'm so happy to have her here uh, to to, uh, speak and do the things. Uh, She is uh, a producer of the Free Fringe Festival. It's Betty Smithsonian. Yes, hello. It's so gl- I'm so glad to be here, Daryl and Timory and, and Tom. It's great to see all of you and also to hear all of you. I look forward to talking about stuff. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, we are going to be talking about stuff. That is a really good way to describe it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean... Uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is a fun episode. We don't actually talk about fucking too much in this one. Uh, what? We allude to it. We allude to fucking. It's a lot of illusions. Yeah. The um, fall, fucking fallout is um, <laughs> how you could say this. This episode traipses across, and it's very poignant because we are in the pre-fallout days. For anyone who has played any of those games, uh, I believe uh, it's uh, Fallout seventy six is what two hundred years away, maybe. Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> When people start to talk about gaming, I immediately realize that I thought of myself as a gamer during, like, Nintendo's first, like, (laughs) Duck Hunt. I'm like, oh, yeah, fucking game. Sure. I got that fucking Duck Hunt fucking action. I know the up, down, up, down, left, right, BA start shit. Bring it. And then you start saying things, and I'm like, "This this isn't what I know. Yeah, I compare, like, video games to, like, to, to, like, suburban garage culture where like i've learned a couple terms so that when my friends are sitting around video game i'm like yeah of course tekken uh and then, but I, haven't, I probably haven't played a video game outside of like you know when you don't have a signal on chrome and it gives you that little dinosaur guy and you can make it run while you kill time that's the only video game i've maybe played in about 10 years mm. Ooh, mine is dead or alive extreme beach volleyball 
Yeah. For now and for always. The great Sounds, like porn. Sounds like an actual porn that I've seen. <laughs> it I mean, kind of is. basically, it was, yeah, we've talked about it a few times on the show. Uh, when uh, when I was on the Black Tribbles, I got to be a sworn in as Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball Tribble um, because of being apparently the only person who's <laughs> like, that's their one video game. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got it on the Switch, which means that there are at least, I don't know, 40 other people. There are at least 40 people interested in girls that both fight and play volleyball. I believe the number is larger than 40. Enclosement for volleyball and not fighting. Oh, barely made for volleyball. They're mostly made for just porn. Like, let's be real. Half of that game is just scrolling your camera around them like 360 degrees and then taking photos, which is a new development. Um, Originally... Uh It didn't have that as an option. The new version for the Switch, yeah, you could just like zoom in, zoom out, scroll around, have your own little cam girl. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing I remember when I was playing video games was there was one thing you needed to have to play the game, which was the game. But now you need like a headset, you need an eye patch, you need a leaded blanket, you need to have a scope, an actual gun. They send you an actual gun. I'm like, this feels, why yeah. is this still gaming? This is just. Being a hunter. Imagine <laughs> grabbing like the team that made Super Mario Brothers and bringing them forward to the future and be like, your yeah. game where a couple plumbers fight dinosaurs? Well, guess what? Now <laughs> you're killing people and stare, you know, pausing games so that you can stare at beach volleyball zombie people <laughs> naked. <laughs> All because of what you guys did. We did it. The future is like, exactly place. where we thought this would be. You can't go outside. Wonderful. Let's stay here forever. <laughs> we Just won. Time. All right. Well, now this has become a, a video game podcast. Uh, how about we do talking about some, some fucking? What do you think about that? Yeah. Yes. I'm in. All right. Let's take it to our first regular segment the fucking news. Immigrants. Uh, were the big uh, catch-all. They were going to take all of our jobs. They're going to do all the horrible things. They're going to rape and kill and ruin our economy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it actually didn't work that well. Mm. And so a couple of years later, that sort of that ebbed out and became a less effective uh, propaganda piece. Uh, replacing it, and so far doing mildly okay, is fear of LGBT people. So mm-hmm. Poland... Um, has been declared by an international uh, LGBT rights organization to be the most homophobic European country right yes. now. Country in oh, the EU. Let's let's come on. It's the most uh, homophobic country in the EU. I don't want to count out Romania. Right. You never know. There are okay. plenty of countries who did not join. I mean, look, Britain might actually be a little homophobic. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. With those hats, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> but, there, 
the British cuisine tells me they don't know any gay people. Mm. Like <laughs> that's, the that's thing funny. that I struggle with often is going to a European country and needing to be convinced that not every single person is gay. I'm like, everyone's gay. <laughs> and then I realize my whole gay world is just stereotypes. Like that's right. it. I'm like, that dude's wearing tight jeans. Thanks for coming out, my friend. You're making things easier for us. He's like, with his whole family. I'm like, they're all gay. Yeah. I'm like, look at them. This is Salvation Army. It's the beards oh, of everyone. Those kids, that wife and kids must be really thrown by the fact that dad's gay. <laughs> by the fact that they're all gay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good for them. Being gay, but like in a marriage. Yeah. Congrats. It's really progressive. It is. I, that is something when you just hold hands and kiss your surrogate in public <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sh- I read that article that you shared, and it's you're going to obviously link to these articles for these folks, right? No, we just describe them. Oh, good. <laughs> Edit that out. Yeah, take that out of there. We we trust our we trust our uh, viewership listenership to be able to uh, use computers. Oh, mm. good. Hmm. That's good. That's unlike most. I think that, that's that is good. a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you hear that shit? It's it's gonna wow. fucking. This is gonna be a fun, spooky episode. Yeah. <laughs> Save this for Halloween. I know. <laughs> Oh, it looks like the Lord is angry. We're discussing yeah, human rights. Yeah. Discussing the gays. It's still yeah, sunny. Um, it's the, is the devil's beating his wife. It's sunny and there's lightning. It's, it's not sunny here. Oh, okay. No, it's yeah, so it went from sunny to very not very quickly. Ah, yeah. The devil just missed out. But I'm going to go back to Poland. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so back Don't to leave Poland. to Poland. Yeah. There are um, like a whole lot of very anti-LGBT uh, politicians right now. Uh, including like the head of the the leading government party uh, who who's expressly anti-LGBT. And there are a number of towns that have decided they are going to be LGBT-free zones. Yeah, they're um, free from the I- ideology. They're free from the idea right. <laughs> of being lesbian, gay, bisexual, or trans. Just the idea of it. We're, we're not. Don't you even Keep that shit out of here. That's right. Keep that shit out of here. And some of them have been saying like the LGBT plus because the the umbrella of right. LGBT includes a lot of different intersex and asexual and you know non-binary and a lot of other sexual minorities. Um, however, I found this amazing quote from this priest where he said that the plus oh this is amazing yeah uh, the the plus actually stands for should have bound this quotes before I started saying this. Okay. The the LGBTQ plus, this is the Reverend Merrick. This is a Polish last name. (laughs) Yeah, he's Uh, a good one. (laughs) He's a well-known Catholic priest and educator. He told a local radio station that the LGBTQ plus, the plus stands for pedophiles, zoophiles, and necrophiles. And that the ultimate goal was to make people into infertile, Erato to maniacs. Erato maniacs. I mean, okay. in his defense, if you were going to try and lump those groups in, you would probably just put a plus at the end. You wouldn't want to get too into detail. <laughs> He's not right, but I mean, like, you know, plus is how you write off a lot of things you can't get to. Yeah. Um, I also thought you were saying tomato maniacs. <laughs> I was like, tomatoes. <laughs> Which, hold on a second. Walk me through what that is. I may be one. We're talking grape tomatoes or heirlooms. Walk me, like, tell me what we're doing. I just, all right. I finally have a group.
group to belong to. That's exciting. <laughs> You're in the past, I thought I just baby. had a problem. I thought I just had a problem. <laughs> I think that if we didn't, I think the human condition is such that we just, there's so much insecurity and non-processed trauma that there is a group of people that just feel that their best interest is to hate on and lower another group of people. Like mm-hmm. that, that is, I just read this thing about the book cast. That's, I think it just came out. Uh, um, C-A-S-T-E. And the main thing that one of their main thesis statements is that there was this understanding that there was this group of people that were voting against their self-interest, that these white, poor folks were somehow voting against their self-interest by voting for someone like Trump. And then her thesis is more like, no, their self-interest is to be racist and specifically oppose any other people to make themselves feel better. It has nothing to do with their money or their opportunity their biggest self-interest is to hate on another group and get behind the people that are hating on that other group. So if we don't, if some people, that is their currency, like that is their status. It's the the self-interest of being able to convince yourself that you're better than someone else. Because you're like, I feel so terrible and low, but I shouldn't. Yeah. Because I'm great. Right. Yeah, like people don't know how to remind themselves that they're born completely whole spiritual beings, that there's nothing that they are lacking. There's so many groups of people that are told there's something missing. Go find the thing that's missing. Yeah. Why don't I have this job? It's the case. There's some great Toni Morrison quote that is about like, I guess someone asked her how to fix racism. And she was like, it's not my problem. It's like, you need someone to be under you. It's like without racism, what are you? What what can you do? Right? Like yeah. what you do shouldn't have anything to do with me. And this is why this is why it's a problem because you can't just stand on your own two feet without having to stand on someone else's neck. Uh that oh, was a, a paraphrase. But yeah, Toni Morrison's uh she's she's uh she's a real OG. Yeah. But yeah. That's legit. Yeah. I think that's the same reason that we've had the same like uh, basic, what is the hourly wage not changed in like 15 years. And we punish the fuck out of poor people. We have to. Yeah. For being poor. And yeah, Yeah. selling that prosperity gospel that like uh, the reason why bad things happen to you is because you, you have done something wrong in the Lord and um, my money proves my virtue. Yeah. Uh, is you know part of it but that has nothing to do with or maybe it doesn't with uh yeah. poland's uh homophobia yeah. well, uh, i mean well what, it, yeah <laughs> what's interesting to me about it is like i think about this as someone who like works in and 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 uh and you know is pretty enmeshed in politics like how many times have any of us thought like when you think of all the great social programs that Europe has and when it try when we try and push like taxpayer funded healthcare here and you know the response you get from from the more conservative side of the world is like oh then we'll become just like Europe and I kind of want to show this article and be like there's plenty of bigots in Europe and plenty of, <laughs> yeah. and plenty of rich people in Europe too and they have yeah. all the things that you have but just you know poorer people can also go to the hospital yeah, yeah. see but if that happens there's then, also something well, good point good point There's also something wicked about like this morality stuff, because like you were saying earlier, I think before you hit record about data and facts and what you can actually talk to people about, like people will absolutely not look at the actual data on how having rich, diverse populations in your business, in your community, in your schools is going to make everyone smarter, healthier, wealthier, connected, like that there's such an emotional um, benefit to everyone's health. 
to have a wide variety of all different kinds of people. And the data shows that there's numbers yeah. and figures and ROI statements that show profits and how there's such a huge advantage. Yeah. And people are like, yeah, I'm not feeling it. Get these fucking yeah. bags yeah. out of the fucking room. Like they just, yeah. their feeling is stronger than anything you can put out there. It That's makes me uncomfortable right now. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. you'll be richer. Don't care. I, yeah. Look, I'm rich enough. And if I'm not rich enough, I'll kill them first. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. We have to kill the people to get their stuff. The only way to change someone's mind is to emotionally connect with where they are. I think these kinds of minds, these kinds of minds, it feels like you have to either decide this person is non-changeable, but presenting facts and data to them is not of interest. You need to somehow be like, you know, get into their heart in some way. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. What's interesting to me about this uh, particular wave of homophobia in Poland is that a very large part of the argument for why um, is that has to do with like danger to children, which to me feels like a very antiquated form of homophobia. Cause I feel like the U S sort of like had that and like people still definitely do, but the idea of like gay men will molest your children or, you know, that like, gay people are like vampires they can't make new ones they can only convert people right so like the idea of harm to children to me seems just like this sort of retro aesthetic almost yeah Yeah. well uh while you say that like there's nothing you can do you have to appeal to their feelings uh what the eu has decided to do is appeal to their wallets yeah uh (laughs) which is one of my favorite things examples of how federal or you know i guess uh higher government uh the way that they're able to enforce things and and push stuff it's like the reason every the reason why the federal speed limit is 65 miles an hour in every state is because if the states did not make the speed limit that they didn't get any transportation funding uh and and that's the way that that got pushed through and um the reason north carolina at least on paper is drop that whole bathroom bill thing is because there was a national movement to not spend any money in North Carolina, including governors barring all state employees from entering there on business. So yeah, yeah, by, you know, the, 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 the only way I am always a fan of uh, a government standing up and saying this bigotry is not tolerated. And as such, we will not help you in any way, shape or form while you do it. Um, because while I think it's unfortunate, but it's completely within anyone's right to be a bigot, uh, the, the problem I have is when, uh, I pay taxes for bigotry and yeah, Yeah. remove the money from those fucks. It's interesting this week. I I don't know when, when this will air, but we're recording this a few days after, uh, in Missouri's primary uh, Medicaid expansion passed pretty resoundingly. And like M- Missouri is a fairly conservative state at this point. Like it is, it used to be, I think what people consider a swing state is now fairly reliably Republican. And you had rural and suburban and people, you know, of all political stripes voting to expand Medicaid. And I think that speaks to exactly what you're getting at there, Daryl, which is this idea of like, like it's like you know like are you it's interesting to me that 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 expansion happened because it was just sitting by itself as a ballot proposal it wasn't tied to a candidate or like a barack obama who they could be like oh, i don't want that muslim taking my forcing my health care on them and right. yeah exactly there is a certain like when we talk about best interest you know talking to someone's own 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 self-interest like 
it's not always tied, but when you can tie it to that interest, you will see that change. You won't see an emotional change, but exactly what you see. You see like, I'm a bigot, but you're saying if I let this go, I get health care. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I guess I didn't care that I mean, much anyway. I mean, I'll still hate them in my heart, but who gives a shit? I'm, I'm going to go get content. that vaccine. <laughs> so the European Union will, to clarify, uh, just to flesh this all the way out, the European Union will not provide funding to the Polish towns that have declared themselves LGBT uh, free zones. So these these are these are sanctions from anywhere to six thousand to twenty nine thousand dollars. It's not it's not huge, no. but it's enough that it might make people go like, "Damn it!" Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's I guess we got to like, take this game money, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's not a ton of money. It's no. it's like a couple thousand bucks here and there. And I think the the bigger thing is that you have a what the article said at least was a hundred local sections of town a third of poland it's not just like one weird fucking bumblefuck town in the corner it's like a considerable number that is using this kind of morality thing um and the first thing i think when someone's on the front lines like demanding there to be like anti-lgbt stuff is that that dude is gay (laughs) literally i'm like that fucking mayor is legitimately jerking off putting it thumb up his ass and watching all kinds of fucking sweet hot sexy dick on dick porn and he is so ashamed and i have a video of it here he is right here. <laughs> the only gay part about what betty just listed was watching that sweet a uh, hot dick on dick porn every other piece of that was completely has nothing to do with your sexual orientation uh you everyone stick a thumb up your ass it's a good time oh yeah absolutely yeah. i was just adding to the picture i wanted totally. a visual for yeah you. no you built a world there that was thank nice. you yeah. i did you know. improv thank you <laughs> i just didn't want anyone who's listening to this with a thumb in their ass to feel self-conscious like oh yeah. no it's like, hey, right. All right, buddy. i'm a homophobe oh, <laughs> oh no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I only listen to this one sitting on object. I don't understand. My church said very clearly that gay being a gay is a sin, but putting your thumb up your butt is perfectly fine. And now this show has completely undone my worldview. Uh, that's great. That was I learned it as an time. Uh, yeah. Also, like I have some. I don't know. Like the thing about Poland, I it's hard for me to think about Poland and not think about like. Um, you know, all the Jews that were murdered there and so much horrible stuff that has happened there. And I'm like, when something so horrible happens, like, I feel like moving forward, you got to kind of be ahead of the ball. (laughs) A lot of stuff. Like you should be like so far ahead. Like if, if I allowed or, you know, had millions of fucking people dying and being murdered in my country. And then we were like, Oh shit, we should have done better. We should always be trying to be better. Yeah. Than yeah. the allowing of the genocide. That's just like a that's a good standard. baseline. If you were responsible for a genocide, you should try to be better for it. Well, yeah, we, and we yet, like, America. And what happened when you hated yeah. the Jews? Right, exactly. Because like, yeah, Germany has handled the wake of World War II so well in terms of like not erasing the existence of Nazism, but not like you know rewarding and acting like it's part of our yeah. you know our rich, culture, right. our rich cultural <laughs> history. <laughs> But America doesn't reckon with any of this shit. We just pretend, oh, we didn't, like, inter Japanese people. Oh, we didn't, like, genocide everybody who was on this land. Yeah. The country, this country doesn't know how to say and have space for being like, oh, shit. Like, we shouldn't have done that. 
and we're sorry and let's make the change, but also realize that there were that that happened. Yeah. And I think a lot of people struggle with that too. Like a lot of people can't acknowledge it. Then I have to think about it and then I have to acknowledge that maybe I'm not better than other people. And then then (laughs) before you know it, I'm paying tax dollars for healthcare and we've lost our way of life. Yeah. People are coming for your jobs, people. All right. You have to build a wall. They'll replace me. I remember my mom saying around San Francisco. (laughs) I remember my mom saying in high school that she literally said this and, and owns this as her like thought process that there's a whole school of philosophy and psychology about how it's important to sometimes just tuck things under the rug. I'm like, what? That's not, there's no psychotic. Yes, not talking about it and putting it under the rug. We've got a hell of a rug in this country. (laughs) No, dude, you're tripping over that fucking bump in the rug. I'm telling you, that's not a system. That's an avoidant method, sure. There's nothing healthy about that. That is how the greatest generation did it. That is how the generation (laughs) after them did it. That sure. is the way that it works. Right. We won the wars that even uh, scholars say we didn't win. Yeah, we are never going to address it. Uh, yeah. Look, the the term "banana republic" has to do with shirts and not with the policy of the United States government in Central America. Yes. <laughs> Move it has on. to do with bananas. It has to do with a group of bananas that dress business casual any day of the week. Imagine that meeting naming that store chain. <laughs> 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 There's at least one person who's like, are you guys sure? <laughs> do y'all know what that means? It sounds great. I, yeah. I, but we uh, did the research and people do like racism. So maybe if we could have a word. Like, right. I mean, I guess I just work here. Uh. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I do also want to say it's, it's very refreshing to uh, Betty mentioned it before that like 30% of the country is shitty and I just it's refreshing to see that number stay at 30% about a third of every population is dog shit and (laughs) we just need to figure out ways well I mean the United States spent a good number of years and a lot of money making sure that that third has an outsized voice (laughs) when it comes to the discussions that we all are having but um (sighs) <sighs> yeah. yeah it's a third so just remember uh those people who suck yeah it's probably more of us than it is of it's, them and but you know what's amazing yeah i was gonna say i was gonna say good for them to say okay you can do whatever you want we're not gonna give you any money like that's yep. that, that's yeah. kind of that's kind of it you know yeah so uh we're gonna move on to our next bit of fucking news uh, and that is something that is perhaps a little lighter. Uh, I find it a delightful story, personally. <laughs> it starts horrifically, but it gets good. Stay with me. So, uh, father of two, uh, his name is Malcolm McDonald. He had a blood infection in his uh, perineum, also known as the gooch or the, the taint. It is the a space grundle. between... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're right. All right. That's another good one. I love um, that name for it. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so this blood infection caused his penis to like effectively like wither and fall off. Like it literally fell off. And he, uh, he said, because I'd been through the devastation of knowing I was going to lose it. I just picked it up and put it in the bin. Mm. Imagine I did that in a British accent. Um, but he went to the hospital 
And the best that they could do for him was to roll the remaining stump up like a little sausage roll. It was heartbreaking. Uh, So, yeah, that's when it's bad. He doesn't have a good time. That's not a thing he wanted. Uh, He turns to alcohol. He didn't feel great about it. But then uh, his his GP, his primary, uh, referred him to a phallus reconstruction expert. So they used uh, the skin of his left arm. Um, to create a basically like a tube that has the nerves and the blood vessels in the shape of a penis. Then and they he used his left arm because he jerks off with his right. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. That is. Okay, cool. Because he, he needs to still be able to jerk off. Got to keep that at full strength. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> otherwise, you what's the test point? got to tension on that thing. Why, yeah. even, why even bother otherwise? <laughs> yeah, he needs to put it in. It's not a fucking, we're not putting it as a tramp stamp in the back. We need you to be able to access this. <laughs> So they uh, they create the this thing is so fucking stupid. The fact that that would be a thing, like, oh, I have a tattoo back there. Really? I have a full dick coming out of my area. This is just this for access or whatever. That would be fun though, because then yeah. like piggyback rides, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was just yeah. thinking you'd have a nice yep. little joystick if you're doing any doggy style, because that's always nice. Okay. Sometimes you know, trying to grab the hips can be it, that's very rewarding but you know there's yeah. a pinching hazard but if there's a nice oh. little handle you know yeah. you go there or a microphone little karaoke right talk back to him yeah huh yeah how's everybody like, doing yeah. out here tonight i know is this on how are we doing mm. okay i'm gonna do something from my first album <laughs> someone's enjoying this am i right <laughs> this guy knows what I'm talking about. I just feel like the only thing you should be able to do back there for Dick Karaoke is totally Eclipse of the Heart. Just wow. like a huge Check epic or like a meatloaf song. We're not doing a fucking two minute pop song. I need a full escalated dramatic song to do karaoke on your dick tramp stamp. Right? We're talking two out of three and bad. We're talking paradise by the dashboard light. Something long. Hotel California, sped up. Wow. <laughs> Professor David Ralph, the uh, the phallus construction expert. Uh, yeah, he built him a penis out of skin from his left arm. They rolled it up into the shape of a penis, added a urethra and two tubes that will allow him to like pump it up into an erection. So initially it's like on the side of his arm and then they like change it to basically hang from it like perpendicularly so that it can just get used to growing that direction. Um, and then for the next several years, kept having to reschedule surgery, Yeah. and then COVID hit. So finally, I, he's going to be getting his replacement penis, hopefully. I bet you he was like, every time he was like, it was close to the day, he looked at it, and he was like, there's not enough skin. Look, I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just, hey, I don't, look, at the, at the current rate of growth, how about, um, 2027 how about that uh, i just uh i'd be way more confident uh if we were able to uh do this distraction how yeah. long does it take for a body to develop a full body of skin is it seven years is it <laughs> so he's just postponing it to get a little bit longer they're like hey yeah. we have everything prepped and ready to go come in and they're like oh you know what my car tire got pulled. We got a, I got a flat. I, you know, we can reschedule. I want to do this. Let's do it. <laughs> but you have something in the summer because summer's better. I'll take my bike there. Uh, let's reschedule that. What's my copay? Also, <laughs> completely unrelated. Do you have any weights? That I could uh, tie to an appendage. Yeah. <laughs> Just Not let's this stay appendage. out. 
another. Uh, anyone. I'm not talking about this one. I have a friend with one foot shorter than the other. He just wants to stretch it out. <laughs> Do you have a way that can attach without hurting where it's attached? Stretching you yoga? Do you think it's yoga? Uh, what do you think? If I hang, like, there's this, like, pull-up thing. If I were to hang from there and then just put anything around my belt, would that stretch? Is that a stretch? Is that enough? How much weight do I need to stretch it one inch? What is the proportion to weight and actually cutting off blood to a skin appendage? That's really the question. Does it matter with the girth of the look? Is there a way to do it faster where I could tie something to it? Almost like you're pulling a tooth out, but you don't want to pull it out. You tie it to, you just quickly, just a quick tug, just a quick tug to just. Can we just, just take the forearm. Could you just take the forearm? Let's just cut it out. Look, all right. You know why I'm, I don't want this right now. Could just take the, put my hand on my elbow and then <laughs> fix the rest. <laughs> Where are you going? Uh, listen, I'm so. I, I honestly, I could do this for 20 more. You want to do this for 20 more minutes? I was like, I was waiting for the moment of like, anyway, call me back. Beep. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's I think like listen to this was just like I I try I'm trying to fight the instinct in me to it, it, to be like like I'm someone who can be very quick no matter when, when things go bad to be like look on the bright side don't get too down on yourself and and even throughout the whole pandemic like I'm I've been pretty lucky my wife and I are still working we're in good health so I've occasionally been like Ugh, don't be depressed like you know like we're we're gonna get through this people have it worse. And I'm trying to fight that instinct because I think like, you know, we're all going through a tremendous loss right now, even if, you know, everyone has a right to feel bad. But this guy walked around for four years with a penis on his arm. I feel like if he could do that, I can get through the pandemic. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I can put a mask on and just be inside most of the time. This guy, he had a penis on his arm. In that world. And he's like fun about it too. He nicknamed it Jimmy. He like plays with it and stuff. He shows it to his original Jimmy. Come on. He says he can't go swimming, which is unfortunate. Yeah, and he yeah. can't go running because it just like waggles around. But yeah. otherwise, he was like, if I humble don't have brag. fun with you it. You get a humble brag? Sometimes this giant over here just on the elbow and shit. You know, uh, I can't be running. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm here making out the noises. We... When I point the thing, I accidentally will slap someone in the face who's about six feet away. Yeah. Now it's, I don't want to make it. It's not a big deal, but I... I joined you for that jog, but I have this giant dick on my arm. Yeah. <laughs> and one day it's going to be down there. You ain't seen oh, me he's buying, he's buying extra seats at the movies. I'm going to need two seats. I got. Yeah. Well, I do have a huge dick. It's it's from my arm. Trust me. I'll just rest it on the other seat. Um, I'll put it in the cup holder. Don't even worry yeah. about it. Don't even worry. I about like it. Yeah, I think it was like four years. And like, I just imagine like some point in like the first year he had to explain it. The second year, like probably most of the people in his life were aware of it. And because they were aware of it, anyone else who entered a scenario was like, I guess it's just normal. Yeah. Uh, and then like by the end of the third year, there had to be like some cousin at Christmas who was like, you have to get, you have to do this. Yeah. <laughs> like I can't keep coming here every year for Christmas. Exactly. <laughs> like, Don't invite Jimmy. He's going to bring his dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have kids. God damn it. Uh, you only invite him. Only winter parties. We yeah. only ugly sweater parties. Please yeah. do not bring him 
to they don't have a Labor Day, but whatever the hell their yeah. uh, <laughs> summer solstice party is. is, do not do <laughs> whatever not. bank also, holiday. Can, they we have. Just, can we just say for one for one general for the world the fact that there is a phallus reconstructive surgeon yeah. out there? Mm. Can we fucking cure some other shit? Can we focus that dude? Hey, and, hey come on, look, look. How about we focus on what we can do? That's what huh? I was yeah. saying. And then do it really well. Oh, no. And I mean, can we know, make... This could happen to any of us. <laughs> it's also... I have to go. <laughs> it's also a lot of this technology and a lot of this uh, has come about from phallopasties for, for trans men, too. Like, a lot of this yeah. technology yeah. is already in use. And it, like, is super, super important for a lot of people. And the other thing is it's a lot easier to do this kind of surgery than it is to cure cancer. So it's like... I don't mean a cure of a thing. I should have said, can we grow some other things? That's probably okay. what I should have said. Change my mind. What do you want to grow? Side, 100%. Yeah. I don't know. Is this like a buffet? What can I ask? Yeah. yeah. What do you want? What do you want on your arm? I you would like. Instead of vulva lips, you just want to uh, get. <laughs> yeah. I just want the Majora's out here. Yeah. Like folks that don't have arms and, and limbs and stuff, let's grow. I want to grow them things. I'm just saying we put so much focus on the dick. And I think it's great. It's great for people who have dicks or want to get bigger dicks. But also, it's hard to not see where where we're sometimes falling into this prioritization of stuff. Where I'm like, wait, we need. I want. Can we grow ears? Remember, we were growing ears on the back of mice. Where are all those mice ears? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that makes sense. I just wanted to, to to make a. I just wanted to fight. Yeah. <laughs> You're Boy. like, fuck this guy. Yeah, fuck dicks. Also good, but also fuck those dicks. Uh, but I'm sure if I was into dicks, I'd be like, oh, how many dicks can we put on the arm? <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> if anything, we need insurance for everyone. So everyone will have an opportunity to regrow a dick on their arm. Right. Look, Why don't we sell insurance like that? Knowing the United States Senate as I, as I do, if we want to get Medicare for all passed, this should be how we lead this argument. Absolutely. <laughs> don't even mention birth control. Just mention dick enlargement. Tom Cotton's going to be on board the next day. Uh, so that takes us to our next regular segment, which is Game Time! Yeah. Today's game is a brand new one. It is a multiple choice quiz. It is inspired by our previous two stories. So the following quiz is about penises, and all of the data comes from the UK's NHS, National Health Services. So it's European dicks. Ooh. Yeah, well, I guess. Ooh. This is an uncut dick quiz. Get your design around <laughs> that graphic. Exactly. Uh, so who would like to go first? I just feel like Tom would lift his hand and there's a dick growing out of there. And that's how he's going to raise his hand. That's why I'm keeping my arms down. Uh, (laughs) It's called modesty. Uh, I'll go first. Sure. All right. So, Tom, again, all of these are multiple choice. So I will read off all of your options. All right. What percent of penile fractures? Oh, we're going right into it. What percentage of penile fractures occur when partner is on top? Is it a quarter a third, half, or 65%. This is from the NHS from England, right? Correct. Um, I'm going to go with a third. Is that your final answer? That is, yeah. I'm gonna you go are correct. What the Called hell? Oh, I like how you act for, you're like, is this the NHS? Okay, then it's European yeah. stats. Let me, I know my British people. 
<laughs> All right. You're asking for the fucking origin of the word and shit. Come on. British people, they like to keep it moving along. They're not, they got a lot to do. All right. They're not going to mix things up by having a partner on top. It's a third. That's my guess. <laughs> That's a great fucking defense yeah. of your answer. But yeah. yeah, to clarify, yes, penile fractures are possible. Uh, most of the time they happen when someone is in the middle of some sort of sexual activity. They pull out of whatever wet thing they were in and try to go back in at the wrong angle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Oof, you have to go there. have some fun stuff done to it that may include degloving. <laughs> yeah. Woo. What's degloving mean? I I say almost every week there's a I broke my dick story on Howard Stern. Uh, yeah. So degloving, <laughs> a friend of mine uh, can probably describe this better. It's also called avulsion. Um, so you have to, the top layers of your skin and tissue are ripped open from the underlying muscle, muscle and connective tissue. Um, and, uh, yeah. So let's see a segment of skin that's been physiologically degloved. Maybe, uh, I'm not finding a good answer here. It's a way to describe it. Degloving. It's like taking off a glove, except there's no glove. It's your actual skin. So oh. that's what degloving is. I learned it in a nice little website about the history of tug of war in the United States. If you ever want to be horrified, you (laughs) should go and read about the history of tug of war. It's been banned in States. People have died from good old fashioned games of tug of war. So yeah, no, degloving is when you just take the skin off. That makes sense. That makes sense. It sounds like tug of war was originally a way dudes tried to lengthen their dick. (laughs) Well, I mean, of course. That's why it was banned. Everyone's dick kept popping off. Yeah. That's what separates us from Poland. <laughs> we ban tug of war. They ban gay people. We're better than them. T- tell that to all your liberal friends who tell you Europe's better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all, right. all right. So who's next? Who's up next? Betty. All right. So your question. How many erections does a healthy man have during a full night's sleep? On average, is it A, one to two, B, three to five, C, six to nine, D, dozens? And this is in the European Union. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. stats. I couldn't even say it. I'm like, Remember, so like they have good health, which means they probably get to reasonable work hours. So they get to bed at a reasonable time. So. I'll say, I'm going to say dozens. Is that your final answer? Yeah. The answer is three to five. Okay. Oh. Well, I guess I hope for dozens. I hope for dozens. Yeah, I mean, Generous. it's got to be dozens for me, but you know, whatever. <laughs> so this leads into our next question for Daryl. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. So follow-up question. How long do these sleep time erections generally last? A, one to three minutes. B, five to ten minutes. C, 15 to 20 minutes, D, 25 to 35 minutes. B. So B was 5 to 10 minutes. Is that your final answer? Yeah. It's either A or B, but I'm going to go B. Let's just, yeah. The correct answer was 25 to 35 minutes. Whoa. Those are long. I didn't know I was out here doing that stuff. All right. Okay. You're gonna have to set up like a GoPro at the bottom of your bed. No, you you uh, what is it? You do the uh, you do the tumescence test. You you get a uh, tumescence. Yeah, you get a piece of paper and you wrap it around your dick when you're soft, and then you go to sleep. And then when you wake up, you look for the broken piece of uh, paper to see if 
uh, you've gotten enough erections or an erection. It was on an episode of Sex in the City. I think it's best we move on. <laughs> well, yeah, that's I don't need to hear another. You know, thing. All of the stats no. from Sex in the City were backed up by the NHS. So <laughs> I mean, you know, they they consulted on it. <laughs> Samantha not around. <laughs> They worked at the NHS. So this yep. takes us to our second and final round. So, Tom, you can solidify your win here. You ready? Okay. All Try. right. Researchers found uh, no link between shoe size and penis size when the University College of London measured penises and shoes of 104 men. What was the average shoe size? Now, I've already done the work for you. I've converted these to American shoe sizes. All right. Okay, okay. great. All right. So that's, that's the big, that's the hardest part of this for me. <laughs> so yeah. in American shoe size, uh, what was the average shoe size? Eight, 9.5, 10, or 11? Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, hmm, go with 9.5. 9.5, your final answer? Yes. Correct answer was 10. Oh, so, so close. Loser. Oh, man. Time for the lesbian to swoop in. Yeah, nope. sure. All right. <laughs> Here's a chance to tie it up, buddy. All right. All my answers are just dozens of erections. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take D dozens. That's not one of the, all right. (laughs) So this is a question on growers versus showers. All right. Research on measurements of 2,770 men found shorter penises increase what percentage of their size when erect? Do they increase 25%, 38%, 49%, 86%. So shorter penises, when they are erect, what percentage do they grow? I'm going to go with 86%. I think they almost double in size. So 86% final answer? Yeah. You are correct. Dicks, dicks, dicks. I was hoping so. Yeah. I was like, Jesus, if you got a short uh, softy, I was hoping the answer was like over 100%. Like, I mean, I want to show. Yeah. Conversely, yeah. uh, longer penises on average expand forty-seven percent. Just to just to clarify, so yeah. But if you're already longer, then that percentage is yeah. It's not a rising tide lifts all boats situation. Uh, <laughs> right. Some people are starting with more. It's the difference between equity and equality. But you know, mm, hey, there, you go. There, you go. there you go. Yeah. Trying to make the score be different than the score. I get it, Daryl. <laughs> I get it. I'm bringing it back. Wait. How many no, no, no. You, you can't do that. You're supposed to look at the percentage <laughs> of inches per person. Yeah. Start from the back, the tramp stamp. I start from there and then to the tip of my nose. I go all the way through. I'm just imagining a world where Donald Trump instantly answers a question. Well, you can't measure erections that way. And everyone's like, that was not remotely the question, sir. I'm sorry. Uh... Uh, I'm sorry. Our question was about the budget. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Daryl. Uh, just wait for an October debate. Oh, Please. my God. Daryl, th- this Oof. is your chance to tie it up. Mm. Your chance to tie it up. All right. I feel good. I feel confident. All right. How many muscles are in the penis? Zero, two, three, five. Are you talking about smooth muscles or... Uh, the the smooth muscles that 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 work the veins and the arteries, or you just mean like muscles, like muscles. The muscles. The answer is zero. Is that your final answer? Yeah, you are correct. 
Yeah. Yeah. Ain't no muscles in that dick, sir. Yeah. It's it's the spongy <laughs> tissue you was talking about earlier with the corpus cavernosa and the corpus spongiosum, and they fill with blood. And when we say it's a fracture, it's not because it's a bone. It's because that gets tumescent and then... But uh, yeah, Oof. no muscle, no muscle, no bone in there. So where are the kegel? Where where are the where are the, the the pelvic floor muscles in reference to the penis? Like I, at the base? Well, I would love to be able to just like sh- screen share, but we're not using yeah. uh, Zoom. But <laughs> like basically, I'm gonna just send this to y'all anyway. But uh, the pelvic floor muscles are basically like a bowl that are in everybody's pelvis, and they like hold all of your internal organs in. So it's like a big round. Uh, yeah, and then you have your various openings, uh, depending on what openings you have. But uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a whole area. Mm. And that was our we're here to help. Yeah. <laughs> so that is a three way tie. Yeah, that's baby, that's a kind yeah. of three way I right. love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Zing. This is my first internet three way. Yeah, oh. same. Oh, my yep. yes, my second same. today, but. We're not. Okay. We're I not. Mean, whatever. We're not keeping score. Or I, I'm not putting any restrictions on what you do when I'm not around. Uh, <laughs> no, it's called. It's called compersion, yeah, and I'm very happy to experience it. Yeah. It's a new word that begins with a C. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Compersion is the opposite of jealousy. Yeah. It's feeling joy for your partner having positive, affirming, pleasurable experiences. Yeah. Really yeah. Tells you everything you need to know about our society that I didn't know that word existed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't know there was we- a word for being happy for other people. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> crazy. All right. I'll take your word for it. I thought it was just a unique experience that I felt sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, Betty, since this was your first time on DTF, you get to give your promo first. Where can people find out more about you? Beautiful. You can find me on uh, Facebook and Instagram at Betty J. Smithsonian. You can find me on Twitter at Handstand Store. And if you join me there, you'll be my fifth follower. So watch out. Um, (laughs) You can also find me uh, as a producer of the Free Fringe, which is starting in September. And I'm doing virtual things all throughout. But Free Fringe is our main focus right now to try to speaking of equity and access to help throttle the systems, shake out as much of those that are hoarding resources for artists, especially right now to give them space, energy, time, and props, cameras, internet, whatever, to make and create art and then uh, support that. So that's what I'm up to. You could catch me there. Thank you. Brilliant. How about you, Tom? Where can we find out more about you? Uh, folks can follow me on Twitter at Brennanator and just see, you know, who today I decided to vaguely threaten, but in just a legally passable way that uh, no federal people can come after me. Uh, and you can download the podcast Electoral Dysfunction, where comedians and experts like Daryl and Timory uh, debate the news of the week from the safety of their quarantine. And I'll also add, because I told them I would anytime I did a show, uh, um, on Wednesday, September 23rd, I will be a guest on Study Hall through Fit Comedy. So uh, as part of their Fringe Festival nice. content. So talking about comic books which i used to work in so get at it nerds yeah daryl what about you i ain't got shit i'm looking at my calendar now (laughs) a little sad i believe yeah uh book your boy please uh go to darylcomedy.com and you can see how empty my schedule is 
uh, and then uh, do things to fill it up. Um, you know, every Sunday I do uh, Sucks to be Quarantined on the interwebs. And, um, yeah, please go get my album, Black Gentrifier, if you haven't already. I don't know why. You've honestly taken too long, and you should be ashamed of the amount that procrastination destroys your life. Uh, you need to figure out how to fix that. And maybe the easiest thing to do is just one thing. And that thing is uh, go to the uh, MP3 device of your choice that is internet connected and find Black Gentrifier. It's for sale everywhere. Yeah. Do it. I, I got it. It's so good. See? <laughs> Betty so- was able to conquer her procrastination. I'm just grateful it's not a book. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Those are long. <laughs> you can't just put them on while you're doing like laundry or stuff. Yeah. Thank you, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for me coming up, I've got uh, when this when this airs the uh, it might be too late, but <laughs> on the 13th of August, I'm doing a dragon burlesque show that is called a 90s moment. And it is a tribute to 90s music. And the proceeds go to Women's Medical Fund, uh, which is a Philly based organization that provides financing for people who are seeking abortion and don't have the liquidity to uh, pay for it. Uh, so that's coming up. And then uh, Virtual Slut Church will be at the end of the month. I believe we are on the 29th. <laughs> we're on the 29th <laughs> on Instagram. So Slut Church Show, if you want to follow uh, Philly's metal BDSM burlesque troupe. So that's, that's stuff I got going on. And then we can work out. If you go to sweatwithtimarie.com, we do boot camps and Pilates every day. Timarie's, are, can I ask something? You can schedule, you can move this out of the call if you want. But is when you do the sweat, uh, when you do your workouts, do you see everybody or they just see you? If they have their camera on, I can see them. It's just Zoom. Okay. You can, they can turn it off and take the class. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, And also, if people can't make it when it's live, I get video of every day. So you could do it when you get done with work or whatever. What's work, Timory? I've heard of it. (laughs) It definitely improves my mood when I have it. Uh, However. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) So... (laughs) So on that note, Tom, Betty, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. This is the best thing ever. And DTF, I'll just say, was one of the first shows I saw when I started seeing comedy and shows on stage like years ago. And I remember being there and being like, we're in this audience. You guys were on stage and, and people were in the audience like interacting. And I was like, what is this wizardry? What's happening? And it was so good and funny. And I was like, man. I'm, that's awesome, and, and I just think you guys are great, and I'm so so lucky to be on the show, and also keep fucking doing this forever. It's awesome. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So thank sweet. you very much. The show's so fun and interactive when it's available to be done live. <laughs> it's true. Uh, you should come to it. Yeah. I mean, I show yeah. back every time I listen, so the podcast, I'm screaming at that thing the whole day. It works for me. I'm like, they just said something funny to me on that, I'll tell you. And my wife is like, you got to shut up. I'm trying to work over here. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we will catch you next week. What? And you ain't hanging with the team if you ain't down to fuck.